Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast. Before we get to the Q&A, I have a Mercury Retrograde PSA for you. I use a new microphone like a goddamn muggle for this episode. Now, I only used it for the Q&A. So the audio quality that you are going to hear for the Q&A section, think of it as a cautionary tale about what not to do during a Mercury retrograde. Welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast. So today I'm answering what I consider to be a very tender question. And she writes to me to say I'm 17 and falling apart. Astrology has helped me to get a better understanding of myself and why some of the shit happens to me. I don't specifically know what to tell you. All I know is that for a very long time, I've been struggling with my emotions. I don't tell people about them because that's just me. Maybe there's some disorder I have, but I really don't know. Maybe you could help me make sense of it. I basically cry every day and my mom has played a significant role in this. She's a Virgo and God help me now. She is the coldest human being I know. She has her good days though. My feelings are so unbearable sometimes I don't know what to do. I was hoping there was some kind of reasoning for this in my chart so I could understand and help myself out. I know you're not a psychiatrist and I really appreciate your astrological and humane input. It's why I love your podcast so much and you as a person. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much. Peace and love. So this is really important and I'm so sorry you're feeling this way. And also, I don't know anyone who hasn't felt some version of this. And so I want to I want to answer it, but before I do, I want to ask you, have you seen The Matrix? Okay, you didn't think I was going to go there, but here I, I went there right away. I just went there. Now I'm not talking about Matrix 3 where it's just like battle battle battle. I'm talking about The Matrix, the first movie. It's an amazing movie. And you know, as much as I want you to listen to this podcast, if you haven't watched The Matrix, stop what you're doing, drop everything and watch the damn movie. Now, I'm going to tell you why I'm saying this other than the fact that it's just a great, it's a great movie. It's worth seeing. It's a great spiritual metaphor in a lot of ways. It's a fiction, but it's worth seeing. And there's this, there's this character in the movie called the Oracle. And she tells the Keanu Reeves dude, I don't know. I don't want to ruin the movie if you haven't seen it. I feel like if you're 17, you probably haven't seen it. Basically in this movie, there's this Oracle character and she says to the main character, what he needs to hear in order to make the right life choices for himself, as opposed to the truth. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because I can explain your birth chart. I can tell you who you are, who your mother is, and what's going to happen when you're 21, and what's going to happen when you're 31. And, you know, I can tell you, you're going to be just fine. And there's a way that that might be really reassuring, and there's a way that that might be really helpful. And there's a way it's not going to do shit, my dear, and I am so sorry. And the reason why is because you alone have to walk your path. And knowing the answers does not absolve you of needing to come to them on your own. Having cognitive or mental clarity is not the same thing as emotional clarity. And it's not the same thing as putting into practice the things that you understand. And at 17 years old, it doesn't matter how mature you are, how advanced you are, 
how much you've had to rely on yourself. These are not things that you are likely to be able to do really well because we're not supposed to at 17. That's just not the move. And so I I really want to help and hopefully I can. We kind of got to walk the path in our own way and we have to make our mistakes in our own way. And that's just kind of part of living. It's just part of living. And, you know, when I give readings to people one-on-one, they often will come back after their first session and be like, "Mm, I didn't take your advice about X, I did about Y. And personally, me as a practitioner, I don't care if people take my advice. It's not, I'm not attached to the advice. And, And I'll tell you, it's because we're not meant to be obedient. I don't know. Maybe if you're 17, I shouldn't say that to you. I don't know. But I don't really, I'm not a huge fan of obedience. I am a huge fan of adhering to reasonable and useful rules and limitations. But think for yourself, you know, think for yourself, especially because you are 17 and I'm a grown ass lady. I'm in my mid 40s. I want you to know the advice I'm going to give you. I may be a genius. You know, you might agree with everything I say, but you kind of got to come to your truth on your terms in your way. So take what works, reject what doesn't. Now, you were born February 20th of 2002 at 6.45 p.m. in Bronxville, New York. You know, I pull up your chart and straight away, I see, yeah, you got a Saturn-Moon-Midheaven conjunction. Saturn-Moon conjunctions are generally in the chart of people who experience their mothers as cold, emotionally unavailable, emotionally punishing or condemning, or just kind of not there. Often it's because they feel that they have to work. Your mom may feel like she has to like kind of drop everything to provide. And that may be true and it may not be. Certainly within your birth chart are indications that, you know, your mother is a product of her own childhood and she is the product of her own, you know, adult life choices and that she would not characterize her life as easy. Whether or not your mom is doing her best, I'll put that to the side, your mom, it looks like, feels trapped in her life. And that's not in her life as a mom to you. It's her life, you know. I don't mean to in any way make excuses for your mom, but I will say that, and this is a really hard thing, but what she does or doesn't do with you in many ways isn't personal. And it should be personal. You know, she's your mother. And hopefully everything she says and does or doesn't say and doesn't do in her child's presence is deeply personal, right? Because it sure as hell is personal to you. But really, she is an adult struggling to do her damn best. And whether or not she is failing in that struggle is, you know, a different conversation altogether. But I don't see any indications in your birth chart that your mother doesn't like you or doesn't love you. Not a single one. I see indications that your mother does not have a graceful and effective way of expressing love and care and presence. And that's a different problem. In some ways, it's all the same to you. Because if you're not getting love and care in the way that you want, then it further accentuates that part of your nature as described by your Saturn moon conjunction that feels alone and that feels like you're kind of forced to deal with the world on your own. You also have a Neptune-Mercury conjunction in Aquarius and a Uranus-Sun conjunction. Those are That is out of sign. And so that can just end up making you feel really locked up in your head. So when you say that you don't talk about your feelings with people, that makes sense to me. It's not a good idea, girl. It's not a good idea. But it makes sense that that's your coping tool. That's your like organic coping tool to just like shoulder whatever thing you have to shoulder and keep on going. However, 
Saturn and the moon are both square to your sun and to your Venus. And what this means is that when you choose to not talk to people, when you alienate yourself from people by kind of walling them off from your feelings, you further alienate yourself and you feel worse because the truth of the matter is you want to talk to people. You want to be connected and it is in your best interest. It is the thing that will make you happiest to not be like your mother, to not be cold and try to do everything on your own. And the reality is your mom's not actually like cold and mean. I mean, she might be, I don't know, but it looks like she's just trying to handle shit. And that's the unintended consequence of just trying to handle everything on her own is it's made her alienate herself from everyone, including you. You don't want to be like that. You know you don't want to be like that. And so what that requires is that you figure out a way to talk to people. Now, because of the Mercury-Neptune conjunction, you are so sensey. You're so sensey. And it's hard for you to know who to trust and how to have healthy boundaries. Now, the good news is you are young. And so you can make mistakes and bounce back. I don't know, maybe you hear that and you're like, stop telling me that old lady. Stop telling me I can bounce back. But I can tell from your birth chart that you are resilient. You are intensely powerful and you often don't feel your own power. And that doesn't mean that, you know, I can give you this magic bullet that will tell you how to believe in your power. Unfortunately, this is where we get back to my little matrix metaphor, which is you kind of got to practice and figure it out. Your capacity for pain and grief is profound. Your capacity to feel all the nuance of your own emotional landscape is profound. And when you're an adult, if you make good choices for yourself, self-appropriate choices, this will be a great asset. And as a teenager with 6 million terrible hormones running through your body and having very little control over your days and life and living in a situation where you don't feel like you can really open up, this is fucking hard. It's just really fucking hard. But don't confuse the perfect storm of how you feel and your circumstances with you being fucked because you're not. I mean, again, you might be fucked. I don't know. But overall, you're not. You're going to find a way. So let's get to your tender heart, my dear, because I understand this feeling of unbearable feelings. When I was a teenager, felt the identical way. Every single feeling was unbearable. Really, through my early to mid-20s, um, it's not just me and you. It's most of the people listening to this podcast. Being a teenager, being in your early 20s is so hard because you have this heightened presence for your emotions, but you don't have the life experiences yet to have faith in your capacity to cope with them. People treat you like an adult. And when you're a teen, they also treat you like a goddamn kid. And it's impossible. It puts you in an impossible situation. So I want to say this. Yes, I'm not a shrink. And even more specifically, I'm not your shrink. And I encourage you to get one. I encourage you to get a therapist for one reason, really. Because therapists aren't supposed to give you advice. Therapists aren't going to be a fix-all. Girl, you're intense. You're hormonal. Uh, you got a lot of feelings and you got a lot of situations that are active in your life at this time, but also a lot of things from your earlier childhood that you haven't allowed yourself or been supported in making sense of. And what you could use is a person to talk to who's not going to judge you, who's not going to interrupt you, who you don't have to worry about taking up space with for one hour a week. 
And if you're still in high school, then chances are you have access to free services or low-cost services. But my guess is free services. And, you know, a Google search will do it. A Google search will do it. So I encourage you to be looking for somebody who you can talk to without judgment. When I look at your birth chart, I will tell you this. Your mental health and your physical health are tightly intertwined. One part of that is you have a Neptune-Mercury conjunction, as I mentioned, but it's in your house of hormones. It's in your fifth house. And so you are likely to be having emotional cycles around your own menstrual cycle. I don't even know if you get a consistent period, but it looks to me like there may be some inconsistencies with your cycle. And it looks to me like your emotions and your mind strongly respond to your cycle. Now, at your age, you are unlikely to have a really consistent relationship to your cycle. I don't know, maybe you've been bleeding since you were 12 and maybe you do. But, you know, a lot of adult women don't have a lot of ownership and self-awareness around their cycle. So this, this wouldn't surprise me. I encourage you to pay attention, if you don't already track your cycle, to track it. And to know that I'm talking about your emotions when I say that, as much as I'm talking about your body, because they're not really that separate for most of us, certainly not for you. You have three planets in your health house, in the sixth house. And, and two of those planets are a Sun-Uranus conjunction, which gives you a really highly wired nervous system. You feel all the feelings and then you convert them to thoughts in an instant. And because of this, you are somebody who needs to think about eating grounded foods. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if you forgot to eat. That Mercury-Neptune conjunction inclines you to hold your breath and to forget to drink water. When you hold your breath, when you're not drinking enough water, when you're not eating enough or consistently enough or the right kinds of foods, all of those things make you more anxious and incline you to feeling more emo and like you're falling apart. Not eating makes you feel like you're falling apart. Not sleeping makes you feel like you're falling apart. And when I say you, I mean any you that is listening to me. All the bodies, all the bodies need food and air and sleep and water. We need these things. So that's my homework for you. Find someone to talk to and then do those physical things and see what kind of a difference it'll make. Now, here's the thing. I don't think it's gonna radically change everything at 100%. Because you're going through a lot. You're struggling to figure out who you are. You are, you know, struggling with your mom, all that kind of stuff. But I do believe it will help in a meaningful way and make you feel so much more resilient and strong. And then you'll be able to see the best coping tools from there. You really will. And, you know, you, my dear, are strong and you're weird. You're so weird. And that weirdness and that strength is going to help you to be an interesting person with a fucking awesome life. You just can't give up on yourself. Being emo and crying all the time, I mean, I don't know, welcome to the club. There's like a million Instagram accounts about (laughs) how sad people are and how emo people are. And it sucks. It is awful. And it's part of being a human being. It's a shitty part. I'm not going to lie. It's not a fun part. Does it get easier? For a lot of people, it does. For a lot of people, it doesn't. I'm not going to lie about that either. But you have agency. You have free will. And I do really believe in your capacity to grow beyond what you've been and to grow beyond even what your mom is. To do that will take effort and a whole lot of time and a whole lot of repetition. And that repetition is trying things that work and then trying them again and then forgetting to do them and trying them again right? It's life. You can do it. Now, I'll say, you didn't ask me 
what to do for a job. You didn't ask me what to do with your life, but I will say this. In your chart is written mixed impulses around creating security and stability and helping people, doing something of meaning in the, in the world. And I want to encourage you straight out the gate, girl, go for gold. Try to find a sweet spot between your impulses. You have the capacity to do meaningful work. You are wired to be able to help people. You are wired to be able to stay present with other people's kind of scary bits. You know, the very thing that hurts you the most is also the thing that makes you the strongest. And I think your capacity for being present for other people's emotions, their shitty, scary, bad emotions, is incredibly high. And it's in part because you have a sensitivity to your own emotions. It's in part because that's what you want others to do for you. What I really want to support you in doing is exploring. Not what you're going to be when you grow up, but exploring what's possible, what you enjoy, what resonates for you. Because I don't know what you're going to do with your life, but it's going to be really interesting. I really believe it's going to be interesting. You don't need easy. You don't need quick. It'd be nice, but you don't need it because you've got staying power and you have strength. At 17 years old, chances are really high you're not going to believe in that. So for whatever it's worth, I'm going to believe in it for you for now. This week, we're looking at the horoscope for July 21st through the 27th of 2019. And Wait, wait a second. Just wait one minute because I'm about to I'm about to talk about motivation and love and hate. You know, it's really easy to be hateful because when you hate, what happens is you take all your fear and all your insecurity and all your helplessness and you roll it into a ball and you hurl it. Now, maybe you're hurling it at yourself or white supremacists or homophobes. I can I can keep going unfortunately. There's a lot of people to hurl your hate ball at. The problem is you do need to feel it to heal it. You do. And if you are going to be a part of the solution to the world's problems, the most subtle part or a dramatic big part, using hate as your motive structure is exhausting and depleting. And if it doesn't work, it kind of leaves you with nothing. And so I want to just reorient you if I can. I want to reorient your approach to find love inside of yourself, love for the people who are the victims of hateful behavior, love for yourself and for all of the people who are struggling to find a way to help and feeling helpless. When we find love as a motivating force, there's this terrible misconception about love that it's just like super emo feeling and it's just like you sit around being in love. No, love is fierce. Love is strong. Love is power. Love is the power of the sun. It is bright and it is burning. And it will burn you <laughs> if, if, it, if you are not respectful of it. But it will also heat you. It will guide you. And I want to encourage you to explore the energetics of the power of love. To use it as a motivation for eating right, breathing, taking care of yourself so that you can handle your life and the world at large, so that you can be a part of the world at large. Remember the force and power of love. You don't need to poke bullies, but you do need to align yourself with strength, integrity, kindness. We do not need to be puritanical now. 
We do not need to be perfect now. And we do not need to waste our precious energy fighting people who only want a fight. That's not necessary. It's not going to serve you as an individual. It's not going to serve the larger cause. This is a time for intersectionality. This is a time for collaboration. This is the time for finding within you the light that burns bright of love. This eclipse season has brought to the surface really ugly things in our society and brought to the surface really ugly things in individuals. And none of these things began now, but they came to the surface now with eclipse season. And as you've heard me say now a bunch of times, give it six months. Let's see what happens. But in the meantime, don't be passive. There are ways of strengthening your tolerance for difficult content by aligning yourself with the action of love, with the power of love, with the motivating force and passion of love. Now, time for the horoscope. On the 21st, we start with a Venus opposition to Pluto and a Sun conjunction to Mercury. Venus opposition to Pluto, what it does is it takes tender, diplomatic, relational Venus, and it sits totally opposite, transformational, deep, compulsive, investigative Pluto. And what this tends to do is bring up obsessive compulsive tendencies. A really common example of that would be cyberstalking an ex or obsessing on what someone meant when they said what they said, doing something that's outside of your integrity in a moment of emotion and passion. Pluto governs a lot of things, but one of the things it governs is shame. And when we have an opposition between Pluto and another planet, a lot of times what will come up is the shame that we hold around the energies of that other planet. So in this case, it's Venus. It's how you look. It's your finances. It's your relationships. And so here's the key with shame. When we abandon ourselves, when we experience shameful feelings and thoughts, we kind of make those shameful feelings and thoughts stronger. When we act impulsively and compulsively from an avoidant relationship to those feelings and thoughts, or as a way to kind of create a self-fulfilling prophecy and justify those feelings and thoughts, again, we have a problem. We have a, a lot of drama. The remediation here is to try to sit with it, to really breathe into your compulsions instead of act on them. Now, because the sun will be forming a conjunction to Mercury, still retrograde Mercury, the sun and Mercury are meeting in the sign of cancer. This is inclined to make us kind of attached to our narratives as a way to stay safe. My homework for you around this date and this week in general is to not take your stories at face value because your stories may actually be justifying feelings that you don't know how to sit with. And it's really important for you to be willing to sit with your emotions and to sit with your stories. The positive potential of these two transits happening at the same time is you can do deep investigation to identify what your own attitudes, what your own thoughts, what your own behavior has led to. A lot of the time, what we do to make ourselves feel safe in relationships or financially or in our relationship to our body, even is truly not healthy or safe, right? Being willing to sit with the feelings is necessary in order to identify what it is that we need to be doing, what it is that we need to be adjusting. And this is a great time for doing that. Now, 
because of the intensity of the energy in the world today, because we're still dealing with eclipses and energies, and because of the intensity of this Venus opposition to Pluto, this will be hard to do. This is not going to be a cakewalk per se. But if you're willing to do the work, Pluto always promises the potential for transformation. The problem is, is it's kind of this like walking through fire to get there, but it's worth it. It's so worth it. You know, maybe this is a great day for you to be really thinking about the transformative force of love. And if you can look at your compulsions, your driving impulses, and say to yourself, okay, am I being driven towards embodying love right now? Or am I just being driven away from embodying love? Am I using love for someone else or something else as a weapon against myself? That's not love, is it? Is that love? There's a way that we really need to do investigation. And again, that Sun-Mercury conjunction can help you with it. And on the 22nd, we move into Leo season, which means the Sun moves into the sign of Leo. On the 27th, Venus also moves into Leo. So we're shifting away from emotional, tender, and kind of more private cancer and up into the sign of Leo, the creative, dynamic fire sign of Leo. And this energy shift, depending on your birth chart, may be so welcome and so relieving and energizing, or it may feel kind of like, kind of like you're being dragged along. So pay attention to the energy. This is not good or bad. When we shift solar seasons, it's a really useful time to check in with how do you respond to the shift in energy? Do you notice it? Does it feel burdensome? Like, is this the time of the year where you're like, or is this the time of the year where you start to feel more productive and more engaged in your life? Pay attention. It's not a right or a wrong thing. It's a getting to know yourself thing. And if you get to know yourself, then you can identify, okay, Leo season means this for me. And therefore I can orient my actions and my attitudes in such a way to be more productive and effective. Do I sound like a Capricorn? It's because I am a Capricorn. Okay. That's all. On the 24th, we have a really lovely transit. Mercury retrograde will conjoin Venus in the sky. This transit on its own is just really lovely for actually for socializing. It's not so bad for doing some clothes shopping. It's nice for connecting with people, having lovely conversations and just hanging out. And these two planets are meeting in the sign of cancer, right? Now, because Mercury is retrograde, I want you to be really mindful of how the motivation of self-protection, of not feeling bad, works its way into how you relate to others. Mercury retrograde is a time where we can have revelations if we do the reviewing and the reflecting, if we're willing to reassess. That's the key. It doesn't happen by magic. So finally, final transit. On the 25th, Mars forms a trine to Jupiter. Mars trine to Jupiter is energizing. It's activating. I love this transit. It is a great time for going on first dates, for playing, for having fun with people, for having adventures. If you are traveling, this is a great day to start a trip or to organize a trip. This is just a really energizing, fun, expansive transit. If you have been feeling down, if you have been really like off and, and really not feeling quite right, this is a great time to strive to get into your body, to activate your body, to activate your life. And so, as I always say, with trines, which is a 120 degree angle between planets, if you don't use the energy with intention, often you don't really notice it. 
So I urge you to pay attention around the state. If there's something that you need to do that requires bravery, do it around the 25th. If there's something that you need to do that is fun or exciting, do it then. If you're on your way to a first date, schedule it then. There's only one word of warning. Jupiter governs alcohol and Mars is motivated. So watch your drinking around this date, especially if you've been trying to moderate your drinking. I encourage you to just pay attention to your alcohol and substance consumption around this time so that you can see if you're able to moderate. Because if you can't moderate, that's good information for you to have. My loves, I want to thank you for joining me for another week of My Sweet Love, Ghost of a Podcast. Believe it or not, next week is the one-year anniversary of the podcast. So I want you to get ready because I'm going to do a giveaway. That's what I'm going to do. Also, if you haven't already subscribed to the show, it actually makes a huge difference. So please do subscribe to the show wherever you listen to it. Also, I really want to share with you these beautiful reviews because of how much they make me so joyous. This week, I'm going to read a review that just made me so happy. It's from Vinica Brooke. Hey, Vinica Brooke. Thank you so much for writing this. Okay. It says, thank you, Jessica, for all the wisdom you share with us every week. I so appreciate your level-headed and beautifully thought out pieces. I've learned so much more about astrology from you, and you are always helping me to respond rather than react in trying situations. I always find the weekly horoscopes on your website to be pointed as well. Your voice is like medicine to my soul, and I always recommend you to friends looking for some loving words of wisdom. Thank you so much and lots of love to you. Thank you. Thank you, Vinica. I really appreciate this. And in particular, I gotta say, if I am helping you to respond rather than react in trying situations, my work here is done. I'm not, I'm not done. I'm nowhere near done. Slash also, that's my goal right there. That's one of my big goals. So I'm so glad that you're getting that from the show. And thank you so much for writing me the review. If you haven't already sent me a question for Ghost of a Podcast, you know you can. Go to my website, lovelignato.com. It's in the damn notes. Go to my website and find the ghost of a podcast page. Write me a question. You can write me a million questions. I love the questions. So keep on sending them in. Follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram most prolifically. And I'm at Jessica Lignato. And, you know, just stay in touch. Let's heal each other and let's heal ourselves through the transformative power of love. <laughs>